the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so David Ray joins us. David Ray, uh, I got to know David really well uh, with Americans for Prosperity when he was the state director of Americans for Prosperity, and he did a great job of uh, always being prepared. He always came by to see me to talk about the issues that were going on with state government that need to be addressed uh, from a conservative viewpoint and things of that nature. Great guy, and I consider him a friend now. You know, we've been we've known each other for how how long have we known each other now? Well, Dave, I probably first came on your show back in 2013 okay. when I was communications director for the Republican Party of Arkansas. That's true. So, uh, I've been on your show probably more times than I can count. A bunch. Um, but this is the first time as a candidate, so yeah, I'm glad to be cool. here. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm glad to hear that you're going to be a candidate because uh, you know, we knew we were going to lose some people on the house side. And um, we're hoping to lose, not through attrition, but through primary, a few senators as well. But the bottom line is uh, Doug House is uh, calling it quits, and uh, you want to take over his seat. Yeah, so Doug House, uh, Representative House, has uh, served for the last eight years representing District 40, and um, don't expect him to run again for re-election. And so there's going to be an open seat in District 40. District 40, for folks who don't know, is uh, northern Pulaski County and southern Faulkner County. A lot of the rural, unincorporated areas of north Pulaski County are included in that district. And so um, I'm running for state representative to be a leader in the fight for limited government, lower taxes, uh, Arkansas values. And, um, you know, for the last decade plus of my life, I've dedicated myself to fighting for those things. All right. Can can I say that? You'll you'll adhere to those principles right there in this book. Yeah, and for the folks who are listening, Dave's holding up a, a copy of the Republican Party platform. Um, yeah, absolutely. Look, I I I didn't decide to be a Republican one day because I like red more than the color blue, <laughs> or because I went to a zoo and decided I liked an elephant more than a donkey. I mean, I I, I joined the Republican Party originally when I was a high school student because. I felt that the 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 question of of abortion and life is the most pressing moral issue of our time. I felt strongly about that long before I knew anything about marginal tax rates or Laffer curve or anything like that. And uh, but but I, I am a, a full spectrum conservative. I believe in small, limited government, uh, lower taxes, less spending, fiscal restraint, protecting our God given liberties, uh, all of those things that that make the conservative movement what it is all right i can i'm gonna look over at the camera right now typically i don't look directly at it but i'm gonna say this real conservative definitely i look i've known you long enough and we have fought some battles that's right and they you are a real conservative well i appreciate that you know one of the things that um look when you when you run in a republican primary everybody who runs says they're a conservative 
Um, yeah, and that's know, a problem. And and a lot of times when they get down to Little Rock or when they get up to Washington, they don't always live up to those promises. Um, I don't have a voting record because I've never been a politician. I've never held elected office. But I do have a track record. And you can look at the things that I've done. Um, I've worked for candidates like Senator Tom Cotton. You know, we used to be represented by uh, a liberal Democrat in the U.S. Senate named Mark Pryor, who was the deciding vote for Obamacare. Yeah, he was. And um, because Senator Cotton was an outstanding candidate, I was a very small part of the effort to to put him in office. I was one of his senior advisors as his communication director. Um, you know, I served with Americans for Prosperity for two and a half years as the state director, and uh, we did a lot of good things. We fought, we fought back and defeated hundreds of millions of dollars in tax increases at the state and local level. Yeah. When Pulaski County tried to raise the sales tax in, in uh, 2015 to the tune of $18 million a year, we fought it back. When, when uh, property taxes uh, tried to go up by $221 million, we fought it back. When um, uh, t- various tax increases in the state legislature tried to be pushed through, we fought it back. And we also went on offense. You know, I worked hand-in-hand with great legislators like Senator Bart Hester out of Northwest Arkansas, Representative Jim Dotson, Representative Austin McCollum, to to repeal Arkansas's prevailing wage law, which was an onerous regulation that was wasting, you know, the bet- some, you know, depending on the estimates that you believe, you know, somewhere between hundreds of thousands and millions of taxpayer dollars. So... Um, and, and for the last two and a half years, I've served, uh, had the had the honor of serving as Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin's chief of staff in his office, where we have worked to advance uh, important issues like expanding school choice, transforming uh, state government, and and continuing the process of lowering taxes on our Kansans. Yeah, and that's all important stuff. And I want to talk about some of those issues because you could, if you get elected uh, to the House, you're going to be voting on some of those. Will you be a staunch supporter of school choice? You know, some of these guys talk a really good, you know, song and dance, and that's all it is because when the vote comes down, they vote with superintendents instead of with the people of Arkansas. Well, I will absolutely be a strong supporter of school choice. I I support all schools. I support public schools. I support charter schools, uh, which are also public, by the way. I support private schools. I support homeschooling. Um, I, I support all schools. We need more quality schools that are delivering a quality education for our children, regardless of what they are. And I, I, I subscribe to the very simple belief that parents, not the government, know best how to provide for their own child's education. Uh, now, there are some in the establishment that will tell you that that's a radical view. Uh, but when I talk to parents, uh, and I am a parent, so I feel like I can speak to this with <laughs> you know, some degree of uh, knowledge, you know, uh, parents simply know better than the government how to provide for the needs of their of their children. So uh, yes, I will be a staunch supporter of school choice. And um, what I have learned, Dave, from being around the legislative process for the last five years as chief of staff to the lieutenant governor Griffin and as state director of Americans for Prosperity is that if you don't know what you believe when you go down there, there's a line of people a mile long that are waiting to tell you what you should believe. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, not all those people have limited government in mind. They don't have the taxpayer's interest always in mind. Um, and so, you know, the I, I'm an open book. What you see is what you get. Um, you can, folks can go to my website, rayforarkansas.com, find out what I believe. Um, and I have a track record to back it up. 
I like that. That's nice and easy to remember. RayForArkansas.com. Tried to make it as short as I could with a three-letter last name. Yeah. Uh, that makes it that makes it a little bit easier. Makes it easier. Makes it, uh, makes it work. So you're, you're looking to take over in District 40. Does that include some of Conway? It includes uh, rural areas on on the outskirts of Conway, particularly okay. on the on the east side of town. It includes all of Mayflower, some of the and and some of the rural portions of, of Faulkner County. Okay, so we're we're down to just a couple of minutes uh, before we get to news. When we come back, I want to talk to to you about some ideas you might have because I can bet you that you have some ideas of things that you would like to see happen. I want to talk to you about red flag laws and and uh, hate crime legislation and a lot of different terminologies that have popped up uh, for people here in the state of Arkansas and see how you feel about that as well. David Ray is our guest, and uh, right now he works with the lieutenant governor. Uh, he is uh, throwing his hat in to the, uh, to the ring and uh, is ready to really enjoy the fight and be a part of the uh, the state uh, uh, house of representatives any anything i mean we got one minute left so i'm i'm looking at that that's i don't, okay. don't well, want to ask you a question that's okay well i'll just i'll just say this you know one of the things i'm really excited about in this race is some of the in, the major endorsements i've rolled out on day 1 there you go go ahead us senator tom cotton and Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin uh, are endorsing me in my primary for state representative. Look, the reason I'm so excited about that is that those are two solid conservative voices. And and when the conservatives that we trust uh, trust me to be a strong voice for our values and principles in the state house, um, that that should send a signal to voters of of where I stand on the issues. All right. Coming up is the news. When we uh, get done with the news, then we're going to come back. So let's see. In the next 60 seconds, when they're going to try to bring you up on the world, what do I think they'll tell you? They'll probably mention what's going on with the hurricane, and they'll probably tell you that Kristen Gillibrand has fallen out of the Democratic primary for president. Or I think most people president. probably forgot she was running. I think so. All right, 25 minutes till 6. David Ray is our guest. He is uh, throwing in his hat. He wants to be uh, the state representative over in District 40 in the House. And, uh, you know, he's uh, asking for your support come next March because that's when the primary will be. Keep that in mind. It's an early primary because it's a presidential election year. And he's already been endorsed by uh, two of the leading conservatives in the state, U.S. Senator Tom Cotton and Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin. That nice start, buddy. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. A lot of people like having those in their pocket. Well, it's it's truly an honor to be supported by those by those uh, two great gentlemen who um, are fighting hard for the things we believe in. And uh, but don't worry, there's we're just getting started. There's more to come. So. All right. Well, it would it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask you the tough questions. Ever now now you're on that side of the microphone because you want to sit in a seat in the House or in the Senate. Sure. You want to be in the House. I'm going to ask you the tough questions as well. Uh, here recently, one of the big issues uh, for politicians here locally on the state level, even on the national level, but mostly here on the state level, is the whole thing about red flag laws because of what happened in El Paso. 
what happened out in uh, what was it Dayton, Ohio? Dayton. Yeah. You know, everybody is uh, you know, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. To me, you don't run in to see what are you going to do. You you take a measured approach and you you look at everything and make sure that whatever you does you do does something uh, to reduce the the fact of this case of uh, gun violence. But your thoughts about red flag? Yeah, I, I've not seen a red flag law proposal that I would be supportive of. Um, so the answer would be no. Um, I have serious concerns about abridging the the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding gun, over, gun owners, and I have serious concerns about abridging the due process rights of, of everyday Americans. So both of those things are problematic. Um, look, if you want to do things to curb gun violence, um, I think we ought to focus on, look, when you fill out a background check to buy a gun, um, it is a felony to put down false information on a background check. And yet, for inexcusably, um, a, an, a tiny fraction of those cases each year where people lie on a background check and commit a felony are prosecuted. And so, um, you know, maybe it would be worth exploring prosecutors enforcing the laws that are already on our books more diligently uh, instead of trying to abridge the rights of law-abiding gun owners. That's not something that, that I would be supportive of. Now, it always amazes me that people want to attack the people who are following the law, not the people who are breaking the law. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, they want and, to And look, I'm, right a, to I'm, a life, I'm a life member of the NRA, um, have been since I was, you know, <laughs> since I was a couple of years out of college and could scrape together the money to buy one of those life memberships. Right. Um, so for many years now, I've been a life member of the NRA and, um, you know, don't always agree with the NRA 100 percent of the time, but they're they're the biggest organization out there that's that's fighting to represent the rights of law abiding gun owners. So um, I think that that speaks to where I am on that issue. Now, over in the House, things have been, I feel, a little bit more conservative than some of the things that have gone on in the state's Senate. One of those things being there's still people that are willing to uh, fight Medicaid expansion, uh, trying to change some things around. Uh, Josh Miller came up, I thought, with a great idea uh, when he said, let's go back to paying for people's, uh, you know, what whatever treatments that they're getting instead of the way that it is uh, with the insurance companies. So I think he said it would save somewhere in the $40 million range. That seems like a, a logical way to, to move for me. Your thoughts about Medicaid expansion? Um, yeah, so I for, for many years now, I've expressed some concern, some strong concerns over the long-term financial costs of Medicaid expansion, of, of what that could mean for the state. Um, the legislature chose to go in a different direction in 2013, and um, – Boy, we fought against that too. And and so, <laughs> you know, at this point, I think our the best course of action is to support things like what Governor Hutchinson has proposed with the work requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, support things like his proposal to reduce the eligibility threshold. Things that will um, control costs on the program and also help move people um, up the economic ladder and into self sufficiency. 
You know, that's ultimately we, – we, now more than ever, we've got to find policies that will move people from dependency into self-sufficiency because um, the more people we can move up the economic ladder, the better that is for those people, the better that is for our state uh, and for our taxpayers. Okay. So that means you're – I would think that you're interested in building the economy. Do you see things that need to be done that are not being – done at this time that you would like to see started? Well, look, we've got to drastically improve our business climate in Arkansas. Uh, there's no two ways about that. The Tax Foundation, I think, ranks us 46th among the 50 mm-hmm. states in terms of business climate. Uh, that's not good. We've got to do better than that. And th- some progress has been made, great progress has been made in terms of lowering our personal income tax rates that Governor Hutchinson has made a priority. Uh, in terms of reducing our corporate income tax rate. Uh, we've got to build on that progress. We've got to do more. And um, I, I think we've, you know, and taxes is just one ingredient uh, in the equation. You know, there's there's more. We've got to enact tort reform that will end our, our civil justice system of, of jackpot justice, as I, I like to call it, you know, the great American lottery, where um, unfortunately every small business in our state uh, could be one junk lawsuit away from a bankruptcy. We've got to do something about that. We've got to continue to highlight workforce development. You know, um, not long ago, I was with Lieutenant Governor Griffin and the, the former U.S. Secretary of Labor, Alex Acosta, and we went and toured North Little Rock High School where they have the Center of Excellence program. And, uh, boy, what a shining example that they have in North Little Rock of a program that, that really – prioritizes workforce development at an early age and uh, puts kids on a track to learning uh, trades that are in high demand, everything from healthcare professional to logistics. I mean, they have a lot going on there, and it's great stuff. We've got to continue to highlight that, and we've got to improve education overall. I think the best way to do that is through expanding school choice. You know, competition improves everyone. Um, School choice is not just good for private schools, I believe it's good for public schools as well. And it will, it will, you know, if you look at a state like Florida, where school choice has been in place for two decades, the results are unequivocal. I mean, students achieve at higher levels. Um, there are uh, lower rates of uh, interaction with crime and run-ins with the law among students who participate in those programs. And the schools that participate uh, are more, are more racially diverse. I mean, there's not many drawbacks to Uh, school choice programs all right let's take a quick break we'll come back to more questions for david ray who's running for the house arkansas house district 40 all right back with you on the dave ellswick show david ray is my guest been on this show a lot of times it's not an unfamiliar voice to you but he is an unfamiliar voice as running as a candidate for district 40s state representative slot and uh, that will be uh, partially determined in march of next year i want to remind people that the primary for the gop is in march of 2020 and that's when we'll determine our slate of candidates do you know how many people may be running for this uh, particular seat yet david uh we won't know that for sure until filing in uh first week in november november but, 6th to be exact and i'll be there live but i, I do and <laughs> i do anticipate a primary so okay um but you know it, it, 
primary i welcome primaries i think they're i think they're great because i think competition improves everyone overall and um look it's a contest of ideas and so folks got to get out and communicate their ideas to the voters and um basically it's a job interview is what it is okay that's fine all right just want to let everybody know march of next year is going to be the primary keep that in mind usually it's may but because it's a presidential election it will be in march all right so let's go back talk a few more things about about the state of arkansas one of the things that i've gotten weary of is in the platform for the state of arkansas one of the things that it says is that uh Lower taxes to produce economic growth. We've talked about that. Individual responsibility initiative. We've talked about that. Uh, individual freedom and liberty secured by a limited government. We haven't talked about that. And I think that right now, that's one uh, area that I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I give the governor all the credit in the world that they've reduced income taxes and things of that nature. But I feel like with one hand, they put money into my pocket, and with the other hand, they take money out of my pocket because they raise taxes in another area. And instead of cutting government, they continue to grow government. Will you try to cut government? Yeah, look, I Arkansas families all across District 40 and all across the state have to live within their means, and government should too. So, um, look, we have made great strides in reducing our income tax rates, both on the personal side and on the business side. Um, But if we're really – if we're ever going to get truly to where we need to be to move from 46th in business climate, you know, to – top 10, you know, which is where we need to be. We shouldn't, we shouldn't aim for settling for anything less than, 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 than the best. Um, we're really going to have to take a hard look at spending. And so what I tell people about spending is, um, you know, we didn't get to have a large bloated government overnight. Um, and we're not going to get out of that overnight, but what we've got to do is control spending over time, uh, dedicate the growth in revenue over years toward reducing taxes on folks. Simultaneously, we've got to work to transform state government. And Governor Hutchinson has gotten the ball rolling on that. This is an area where um, I have uh, taken a keen interest in as chief of staff to Lieutenant Governor Griffin because he's vice chair of the Transformation Advisory Mm -hmm. Board. And so, um, transformation is really, uh, in essence, about doing more with less. It's about reforming government, about finding efficiencies and savings for the taxpayers. And um, I can tell you that, that that process is already going with uh, Governor Hutchinson's agency consolidation package that was passed in the last session. I think that's a very important first step. Uh, it's a big first step. Uh, there was a whole lot of yeah, – I mean, anytime you talk about consolidating 43 – government agencies down into 15 or 42 however many we started with down right. into 15 uh th- that's a complicated bill but um you know there's so many buckets of of savings that can be achieved in government whether it's things like real estate asset management whether it's vehicle fleet management whether it's procurement whether it is uh it and technology 
Um, th- there's a million different buckets like that. I'll give you one example. Look at what Tennessee did um, in uh, you know eight years ago, nine nine years ago, I guess now, when um, Governor Haslam took office. They took a really hard focused look at real estate. They said, "What does the state have in terms of our real estate footprint? What buildings do we own? What leases do we have?" They really took a focused approach to um, saving money there, and they were able to sell off excess buildings that the state didn't need anymore. They were able to consolidate agencies. They were able to outsource some things to the private sector that that the private sector could do more efficiently. By the end of Governor Haslam's tenure in Tennessee, they were able to achieve $60 million in savings annually. That's not one-time savings. That's annual savings. And so – that's just one bucket out of many. You know, think of what we could do if we achieved uh, $60 million in savings in Arkansas in a similar fashion. You know, we could we could eliminate, you know, another third of a point on the personal income tax rate. Or we could eliminate the franchise tax on small businesses. Um, or, or we could increase teacher pay uh, more than we already have. There's a lot of things that we could do to improve uh, government, uh, improve services, and improve uh, the bottom line for taxpayers if we really put in the hard work of going after those savings in government. All right. So last question for you. We got, we're down to about six minutes remaining here, and that goes to highways. All right. The, sure. the, the uh, government, the state government came up with an idea of how to raise money uh, to fix the highways we have and to develop the highways that we need. One of that is to uh, make a half cent sales tax and, you know, good for in perpetuity and making it part of the state constitution, which I have a real problem with, you know, is there seems to be out there some thoughts and different ways of doing that, uh, of taking care of roads. Uh, some of your ideas on that, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'll start with the core premise that as a conservative, I believe the government should focus on things that are core functions of government. We don't need to do, be everything to everybody, but we need to do very well uh, at the core functions of government. And building roads, um, building safe bridges, uh, things like that, that is a core function of government. Okay. I want to be very clear on that. I support more funding, not less funding, for highways and infrastructure. Um I do believe that it is a false choice to say we either have good highways or we we either have we either have good roads or we have uh, low taxes or, or high taxes. Um, you know, we can have both good roads and low taxes. There's plenty of states that have that that have been able to achieve that. Um, you know, there's 34 states plus the District of Columbia that dedicate a portion of their baseline budget their general revenue to roads Mm -hmm. uh, and the improvement of roads and the maintenance of roads you know that's that's something that i have long been on the record as as uh being in favor of and supporting um and and you know there's a lot of things we ought to look at you know there's a lot of um things that i don't know that we've explored uh fully for example the the highway department for example, pays sales tax on all of their materials. So that comes up to, I think, somewhere in the range of 18 to $20 million a year. You know, they're, So they're, they're basically collecting money from us in fuel tax, and when they buy materials to pave the roads, they have to 
pay that money back into general revenue and sales tax, why wouldn't we just exempt that in the first place? I mean, it, that seems like a common sense move to me anyway. Um, uh, are you interested in like what Julie Mayberry said, and I think it was Barrett that several years before said that there's things that are out there already that the money is going scatter shot to other things that probably should be going to roads like sales tax on batteries and things of that nature yeah sure absolutely especially on things you know that's that's uh, on things that have a nexus to transportation that's a good approach um it's good because it's easy for the voters to understand you know what they're the things that they're buying that are transportation related are going to transportation um so uh, that is that's a solid approach um you know i was uh i was a big fan of the highway plan the the intermediate term highway plan that governor hutchinson proposed and passed uh a handful of years ago Mm -hmm. that um dedicated a portion of state surplus every year toward funding highways i thought that was a a great idea and i uh, i supported that and encouraged legislators to vote for that um you know so there's a lot of ideas that that we can explore to improve our highways and um you know i'm i'm all about improving our roads because that's big for economic development all right we're down to just a a a few moments i should ask this question why did you decide to put your hat into the ring yeah so i i decided to run for office because i want to i want to be a leader in the fight for lower taxes limited government and arkansas family values there's a lot of folks in the there's a lot of good folks in the legislature um but not all of them are grounded in the principles that that you and I hold dear as conservatives and um and there's also a difference between just pushing a button and trying to steer the debate in a more conservative direction and I hope to I don't want to just be a button pusher I want to I want to push the right buttons and I want to help <laughs> steer the debate in a direction that's going to result in more conservative policy for the people of Arkansas because at the end of the day Dave this is every everything that goes on down there is all about working to achieve the best possible state, making Arkansas the best possible place it can be to live, to work, to start a family, and, and, to, and, and to, to raise a family and to start a business here. That's what it's all about. All right. Ray for Arkansas.com, right? Ray, F-O-R for Arkansas.com is my website. You can check me out on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at David A. Ray on Facebook, I think, at Ray for Arkansas as well. All right. We're out of time, David. Don't be a stranger. I will be back. Thank you, Dave. I got microphones open for you. David Ray here on the Dave Ellswick Show wants to be uh, your representative in Arkansas House District 40. I'll see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. We'll uh, have J.R. Davis on in the first hour. Uh, Donnie Copeland's going to come by. We're going to talk politics. I think Robert Steinbach will stop by later on in the show. So uh, be with me. It's all happening right here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.